Welcome to On the Agenda with C&Z. We're two best friends with the plans for bringing a little fun and adventure into every day. We're here to inspire your next activity. Let's chat about what's on the agenda today. everyone. We're so excited to bring you new episodes of On the Agenda with C&Z. We took a little break through the holidays to spend quality time with friends and family as well as plan out new episodes to help add to your 2021 agenda. Yes, exactly. Uh, we're, we're so happy to be back. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels good to be back in the recording studio of Courtney's living room. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you to everyone who took our survey. We put out a little feedback survey just to mm-hmm. try to get a little bit of data about how you guys are liking the pod and get some general feedback. So thank you if you took it. Um, we are a just absolutely loving the constructive feedback. With that being said, not only do we have some goals set in mind for the podcast, but we have we have quite a few in our personal and professional lives as well. Absolutely. So today we're going to be talking about our approach to goal planning. Um, while it looks different for each person, we have three tips today to keep in mind that'll help set you up for success as you craft your vision for the year. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, had big goals for last year and <laughs> yeah. it didn't work out for, uh, you know, it small, didn't? small little Weird. reason of being in a pandemic. Oh, um, that. Yeah, oh, that little thing. That and thing. while we're not quite out of it, I feel like it's a good time, the turn of the year, a new calendar, it's always a good time to at least reflect on where you've been, where you want to be going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our first way that we want to talk about approaching goals is taking that that foundation that I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, which is the SMART goal kind of outline. Um, If you aren't familiar, SMART stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. So it's a way to create goals and uh, make sure that you're talking about the, the how you're going to do it, um, and the when you're going to do it. Sounds smart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I also wanted to talk about adding in more purpose to goal planning and really thinking about why you're doing this. Right. Um, I think this will really help as you start naturally, people start getting busy and they lose sight of their goals. Um, mm-hmm. But when you have this why to go back to, it's more foundational. It's more... It's more about this this higher purpose that you can go back to and say, okay, I might have, you know, lost lost track a little mm-hmm. bit of my goals, but I can easily get back on the horse because I know that there's this end goal that aligns to a better, a bigger vision. Right. It's like what actually is going to make this worthwhile? Mm-hmm. What's the purpose if you don't have one? <laughs> yeah, and I think you know that's that's something that I've been trying to really. Um, keep in mind as I tailor down my goals for this year and um, a way in which I have outlined goals is through having a core pillars type of method. Mm. So every goal that I have, every task that might go with that goal all aligns to three themes in my life, if you will. I like that Mm -hmm. strategy. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I think it'll really help to guide 
how I'm decision making, how I'm spending money, how I'm spending my time. Mm. If it's not aligning to one of those three pillars, um, then it may not be the right choice for me to do, to do something. So your goals are thematic. Yes, definitely. And so those key pillars for me right now are just holistic health. So not just thinking about losing weight or, you know, or just eating healthy, but having that more smart goal mentality about it, but also having like a why behind it. So for me, my why is, thinking about my longer term health. I know I want to have kids in the future and I want to be able to run around with them. I want to be able to go and work out without being so out of breath or things like that. It's, it's really the strength, wanting to feel like right. a strong person is my why for that. Um, my other, my other core pillar is motivation and inspiration because I felt like in 2020, that was a little bit lacking right. for me. Um, I was, you know, at, at a, at a job that I then transitioned into, into going back to school for my MBA. And I don't, I didn't really know exactly what it was that I wanted to do, um, and where I wanted my career to go. And I realized that I haven't been super motivated and super inspired by something in a while. Mm -hmm. And so searching for creative pursuits for a career path, that makes me feel those things is really important. Well, and I think too, uh, what I've been seeing you do a lot more is identify what is extrinsic motivation versus intrinsic motivation. Mm -hmm. Like what are your outside factors that really get you going? And I encourage our listeners to really think about that as well. Like what is it in your general sphere outside of yourself that gets you motivated, gets you going? But then how is your intrinsic motivation doing? You know, like are you finding in yourself that you don't have enough energy? Mm -hmm. Is that why you're not pursuing the goal. So I think that's really important to kind of delineate there. Absolutely. Cause I know for me, like what I've noticed is when we started this podcast, when we've started working on our cricket crafting, all yeah. these new pursuits that mm-hmm. we're doing, that's what gets me really excited. Um, and so that's something in my career side to think about is I like starting things. I like when things are new. So that yeah. gave me some direction on that as well. Love to hear that. Mm-hmm. And then the last pillar is service. It's something that I feel like I have been lacking, especially over this past um, year, is just how I'm giving back to my community overall. And so right. there's some opportunities that I'm looking into in a more consistent and long-term way. I feel like I do donations here, maybe a volunteer sure. event there, but nothing where I feel... I'm giving like my consistent efforts to, which I feel right. like is when you can start really making an impact. And so there are a few friends of mine who have done the Big Brother Big Sisters program. Oh my gosh. What a, what an awesome organization. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. And they've been loving it. They've been yeah. having such such a good time building those um connections with some really awesome kiddos. So that's something that I'll be looking into, but that's kind of how I'm approaching my goals this year. So there's not a lot of you know, I need to lose X amount of pounds or I need mm-hmm. to do that. But it's like, there's, there's little goals under each of each of these core pillars for me that I feel like allow me to live a more balanced, holistic, healthy life. Well, I think when you, when you divide it up like that, it's a lot more palatable. I right. think that when you have those pillars and I'm going to be honest, I really think about actual pillars. When you, when you said that, I thought about a classic three column pillars, <laughs> hold up a house. I really did because you have to have a good foundation. Pillars yes. build an actual foundation for something. 
and help you come to your end goals. Right. So if you do not have the support in your structure, literally or metaphorically, where are you going to go? So I, that's really encouraging to hear. I like that pillar method. I think I'm going to, I might utilize some of that. Um, for me, uh, I don't necessarily have a, a fully worked out method, uh, like court does, but what I have been doing uh, this past year and really, really working into a lot of my writing and my journaling is intention setting. Mm. Um, so uh, there's kind of a difference for me between intention and a task. A task yeah. is, is just something I got to do. A task to me is like laundry. Right. I don't need to set an intention and, and, and devote time to thinking about my laundry. If I do that, that's just going to make me anxious. I'm like, oh, it's just another task I got to get done. An intention to me is a little bit bigger. What I mean by this is first, I like to start with saying, you know, what do I intend to do? What am I going to put my energy into doing? It's not just a task like running to the grocery store or laundry. It's actually thinking about writing out, which I'll talk about a little bit later, and creating those actionable items towards a goal. So what do I want to put my energy into? What is it that I intend to do in this upcoming year? And I think intention versus resolution is also something important to talk about because mm. I think a lot of times people get caught up, well, it's the new year, gotta have a resolution. I, I, I resolve to do this. I think with intentions, that's more, um, there they're not as mutable as a, as a resolution because people can give up on resolutions yeah. all the time, but you can intend to do things throughout the year. I think it's really just kind of reworking that language and that vocab and um, thinking about what is it that you actually want to do and put your energy towards. So I am focusing a lot more um, about rounding out my, my intentions and goals rather than just having a laundry list of tasks. Yeah. Absolutely. So can you give us an example of like for you, what like an intention is? Yes. So for me, an intention. So if I'm going to talk about, um, my, my work goals, yeah. let's talk about that. So if I'm going to talk about my work goals, it's like one thing that's, you know, that's achievable is like, oh, I'm going to get checked off for putting in IVs with an ultrasound. Okay. That's one thing that you can do as a nurse. That's, mm -hmm. that's a checkoff, right? That's a task. That's yeah. a task that you can do at work. But when I think about that is that's actually me rounding out my skill set. Then I think about, well, how else am I going to round up my skill set? And then I go back to my why. Why do I want to round out my skill set? I want to be a great nurse. I want to be a great charge nurse. So that's talking about my higher level goals. Yes, they start small with, with how to place a, an IV, but I'm intentionally doing these um, things to build my skill set. Like when I got my certification a couple yeah. months ago, because I'm intending to try to get a better, a higher position at work. Yeah. So that's how I'm rounding that out. Um, and I, it's my why is stronger. Your why for an intention is stronger than a task. What I like about that too, just hearing you talk about that is it really does feel like with intentions too, it allows you for more flexibility throughout the year. Because when yep. you say something like, I want to be a great nurse, that's my intention. I want to be a great charge nurse. Well, there might be classes that come up or, or, or situations that you can put yourself in that you might not even know right now at the beginning of the year. Right. But if they come up, you can go back and say, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity because it aligns back to that intention because life is so unpredictable. Mm -hmm. So if you have, like you were saying before, those foundations of your intentions, 
then you can build your decisions upon upon that. So I, I like that approach a lot I, as well. I think the differences between intention to do something and a task is passion. I think you have to have passion for what you do. And mm-hmm. if you don't have a fully formed goal, there's they're two completely different things in my mind. So that's yeah. how I'm structuring putting my energy and my passion into things is into intentions. Yeah. Rather than tasks. I love that. I think that's a that's a great thing. And you know, I'm sure we'll be talking a little bit more in our later episodes about affirmations and things like that too. Exactly. And I think that aligns super well with um intentions. Mm-hmm. Something you said a little bit earlier too was uh, trying to avoid a laundry list of tasks. And I think that that sentiment fits really well with our second tip for goal planning, which is really to start small. I think that so many people, myself included, mm-hmm. I've fallen into this trap Me so too. many times, Me too. is setting yourself up to fail by either one, adding too much to your to-do list mm-hmm. or trying to achieve a big lofty goal all at one time. Yep. Um, you know, I think that something for me that I've realized is that it's really hard for me to be in an abundance mindset Mm -hmm. and to think like, Oh, I I've done enough today. I, I did great today when I make a to-do list that was never achievable in the first place every day. Right. You feel bad about yourself. Exactly. So you always feel like you're never enough because you're setting up way too much at one time. Um, so that, like I said, the way I did that pillar method, I only have about two actual goals, um, within them and they are achievable type of things that I can measure. Um, but the way I'm going about them. So for example, one of those goals is to uh, try to get into uh, a, a smaller jean size. So two sizes smaller by the end of the year, which okay. is very achievable, achievable goal. reasonable. Um, but what I used to do is be like, okay, I have to drop soda right now. I have to switch my entire diet. I need to go to the gym five times a not week. Not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And it doesn't, it just has never worked for me to do that. And so how I structured my January master plan. I don't even call it a to-do list anymore. It's a ah, master plan. I like reframe. Mm-hmm. See, it's about reframing the vocab. Yes. Changes Vocabulary is mindset. so important. Yes, absolutely. Um, but the way I've restructured that is by saying, well, I know that, you know, my, my boyfriend and I like to make a pasta dish like almost once a week. Right. Mm-hmm. So two out of those four times, I'm going to switch um, pasta for spaghetti squash or something like oh, that. I love that. Ooh, that's um, good. That I'm going to move soda to only two times a week. And the way I'm going to think about it is soda is a weekend treat, oh. not for during the week. It's not saying I can never have soda. It's just saying, I don't think I'll have soda right now, but maybe for the weekend. Mm. And then eventually I'll get to the point where I'm not having it very much. And I probably won't even crave it by the weekend. That's the goal. There you go. So it's really thinking of, thinking of it that way. And there's a million plus, there's a million plus ways to do health and fitness, which, you know, stay tuned for our next episode. episode. (laughs) Um, there's a million ways you could do that, but you have to pick a couple ways. Otherwise you won't stick with it because you'll always feel like you're not doing enough. Um, and that's just not the case because those small changes are what, are what does it. I mean, I've seen folks during, um, this whole quarantine time, take advantage of 30 minute walks every day. And that culminated into almost a hundred pound weight loss for, for folks that I've, that I'm, that are in my circle that I've seen. And it's, and it's just, it's so great to, 
to watch that happen, but it is about starting small, reducing the to-do list, boundary setting. Boundary setting. <laughs> I think too, and you know, when you're talking about your to-do list or master plan, which I don't know, I kind of prefer that. Yeah. When you're talking about your master plan, I think when I am making my list, when I'm writing things out, those first couple things that I write out, the first few things that I think of are actually my priority. Mm, I feel like as, yes. as I am writing down the list, those last couple things, it's like, is, is that really this important today? Yeah. What I am trying to do, you know, thinking about my intention setting and thinking about having more small, achievable, bite-sized goals to lead to something so much bigger, even if you can't see it now, yeah. is priority setting. So you can have those smaller lists in your life among your pillars, right? So you can have love and relationships. You can have health and fitness. Mm -hmm. You can have your, your vocational goals at work. Yeah. And then prioritize within those. I totally. Think, I think the mistake is... People say that they want to have huge, big, lofty goals, but they don't know where to start because they either want to prioritize their relationship or prioritize their work. I'm going to tell you guys, you can have it all if your goals within those categories are achievable. Yep. I think that that plays back into work-life balance over, you know, overall, but... Just think, write out, honestly, have a journal session with yourself. What are your priorities for yeah. the year? And I think you can go from there. Well, and when you think about a lot of these things, like you you can't live your life saying, I'm going to be healthy today, but tomorrow I'm going to be productive with work. And right. then the next day I'm going to be with my relationship. No. It's just you, you, like people don't compartmentalize like that. Or we don't so, live like that. No. So I think like that's a great way to think about it is having those categories and your top goal with each one. I like to do my to-do list sometimes like mm -hmm. that where I say, what are the three things that I'm doing for my health and well-being today? Mm. And that might be a walk, eight cups of water, going to the gym today. And it might look a little bit different the next day, but there's always an intentional focus on one of those areas that I'm that I'm trying to align to for my bigger yes. vision, right? Exactly. So I think that that's a, a great um, thing to think about because I think we all do fall into that habit where we make these lists and our brains just start whirling about things that might not even be, need to be done until the next month or like a, a few weeks. Right. So I think a good way to avoid that is if it is causing you anxiety, journal out things mm -hmm. you need to do, but like force rank or star yes. the things, what needs to be done today. And if you, if you can honestly go to bed without it being done today and the day was successful, then cross it off the list. It doesn't need to get done. I, I totally agree. I think that there's even things, you know, to think about when you're living with somebody as you do, it's like, what are my goals for myself? What are my goals with my partner? True. And yeah. sometimes you guys have, you know, you have, when you're living with somebody or a roommate or, you know, family, sometimes you have to align your goals together. Yeah. And sometimes it's also about sharing that burden. Like, Hey, I had a, a laundry list literally of, mm -hmm. of things to do for the house. Why don't we share in those activities while mm -hmm. also spending quality time? So how can you knock out those things? How can yeah. you kill two birds with one stone while still prioritizing something else. So I think that there's creative ways that people don't yeah. necessarily think of in prioritization and, and what really matters. I think over the past year, one of the biggest things we learned is that the upcoming month is, is not guaranteed. Yeah. You know, upcoming weeks, days, your plans are, are never solid. You know, you, you know, making plans and, and God laughs that, that old adage, I think yeah. it's sometimes true because yeah. if you get too far ahead of yourself, it can be too much. But with that being said, um, I think there are a lot of ways to get you going. 
yeah, for the upcoming year. And it's like, where do you start? Okay, you have these pillars, you have these goals, master plans. So what do I do with them? Do I write them down? My answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that our our third key tip is really making upfront investments to get you excited. Yes, Um, absolutely. Yeah. So I would say, for example, if your goal is to drink more water this year, get yourself a nice water bottle and that makes you pumped to take it everywhere with you. And then you're like, I want to drink more water out of this water bottle because it's cute. A hundred percent. I think that making that's that's because you have the small steps mm-hmm. but you have to take that first step right right and that first step can be do just doing something that gets you excited i used to have a terrible mindset about um gym clothes and working out i would mm-hmm. say oh i don't deserve those nice gym shoes or that nice sports bra until yeah. i start working out until i, I start doing that and it just it didn't help my overall morale and mm-hmm. i noticed that like when I make that investment to be like, you know what? I've got a nice outfit on. Mm-hmm. I've got some great comfortable shoes on that I put the investment in. I'm ready to get going. I want to go show it off. Right. I want to go go have a, have a good gym sesh right now. So I know those things have been, um, that mindset has been an important shift for me. Yes. You recently just made an investment yeah. in your 2021. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about that? So, well, so here's the thing, you know, Courtney and I over the past couple months have really been talking about where are we putting our money are we putting our money towards things that are getting us excited? Are Mm -hmm. we putting our money towards things that are productive? If we can't take a trip, what are we doing to improve our day-to-day lives? Like where are we putting that money? So um, I am a big planner gal. Are you a big planner gal, Court? Oh my gosh. I love my planner. Okay. So, (laughs) you know, I I think over the years, I think I started with planners in eighth grade. I I love them. I, I think they're obviously such a great tool if you're in school. Um, and you know, I gotta say as I, as I left college and I entered the workplace like two and a half ish years ago now, I feel like I kind of dwindled down on Mm. my, on my planner game because there just weren't as many tasks. There weren't as many to do's, which, you know, in some where some ways is, is great. But, um, this planner that I just got, I spent about 50 bucks on it. And I'm going to tell you, that's actually cheaper than some planners. I've had Aaron Condren planners. I've had plum paper planners say that three times fast. Um, <laughs> and, uh, those are all 60 plus dollars. And although I, I loved every sticker of them, um, this one that I got is from, uh, called the magic of I it's a, a small business. It's vegan leather bound. I have several leather bound books now. Um, <laughs> she's getting fancy I'm this getting year, guys. Fancy this year, but <laughs> I really wanted something to, that was aesthetically pleasing and, and had tons of room to write mm-hmm. because it gets me excited. I want to fill it up with things, fill up yeah. with intentional, positive things. Um, so just having something to hold and look at, and I literally showed it off to everybody at work the other day. I was like, yeah. look at my planner, look at my planner. <laughs> this past year I had a cute little, I had a cute little dog planner. I think I got for $10 on Amazon, but right. which thank God I didn't spend $60 on a planner this past year. But um, because it's aesthetically pleasing and it gets me excited, I'm more motivated and inclined to make those plans and goals. Yeah. Well, and what I liked about your process too for your planner is it's, you know, with the whole theme of being intentional, you were intentional about the layout that you chose. You yes. were intentional about what your planner included because everyone has different preferences for how they like to do that. I, one of our friends just talked about, she was like, are you more of a vertical or a horizontal, horizontal. page <laughs> person? Which is like a very 
you know, right. type A organizational person Listen, question, but it's a I'm real a horizontal question. gal, but horizontal, horizontal all the way, personally. personally. <laughs> but yours has yes. like yeah, ways to actually set intentions to man yeah. like it has man you know, things to to areas to write mani- manifestations yes. and all these sorts of things. Yeah, so there's so mine is set up like this at the top of each month before the month gets started. Um, it has um, monthly goals. It has weekly goals broken up right next to it. And also at the top of each week, once you end up in the section where it's just day to day, at the very top, it says weekly intention. And I love that because that's me starting off my week with what am I intending to do this week? Is my goal more career focused? Is it relationship focused? What, What are my intentions? Is it something for myself? So it breaks it up like that. Um, it also has like fun moon phases, some astrological stuff if you're into that, and yeah. but mostly just very aesthetically pleasing. It also talks about gardening tips throughout the year. I love that. Um, and different plants that have different associations with that. So um, you know, it's it's informative, which is something that I was searching for for myself. Um, and also helps me with my intention setting, which yeah. I am so, so grateful for. I have um, a question yeah. real quick. I so you're talking about how your planner is, you know, allowing you to set up, you're going to be writing in it. Yes. So for, for people who are like, well, why would I, why would I write in my planner when I could just type notes on my phone or Boo. write on <laughs> or use my, or just write on my laptop or something like that. Could you could you shed some light on on the power of of writing <laughs> things down? Okay, if you know me, you know that I am a I am a staunch believer <laughs> in writing something down. It actually is based in neuroscience. I won't get too nerdy with it, but I, there's a couple points that I want to talk to you guys about. There is a lot of power in writing something down simply because you are more likely to do it. I think um, in a cup, I read a couple Forbes articles about it. There's a lot of neuroscience journals circled around this. You're about 25% more likely to do something if you write it down. I think all of us could use 25% more, <laughs> more productivity, uh, more no um, accomplishing of our goals. Right. So, you know, and so it's the same thing as with like taking notes rather than physically typing it on, on the computer. Right. That writing, so there's internal coding versus external coding. So the external coding is you... Um, seeing some information, you know, you're trying to process it, but someone else has written it. Mm -hmm. Someone else is giving you that information. Right. Internal coding is next level. You're taking what you're perceiving on the outside world. And when you write it for yourself, that tells your brain that what you're writing is important because your brain will always prioritize your words and your handwriting, Mm. actually your handwriting over anything else. Wow. So it's telling your brain that that's important. So if you write something down, it's actually focusing your energy and your thoughts into what's important. So it's this positive feedback loop of, hey, this is important to my brain, and then your brain remembers it. That taps into your spatial memory, okay? There's parts in your brain for spatial memory. I always remember when I, because I've been writing notes for so long, I always remember exactly where on the page I wrote that, which helps me recall exactly what it was. And I want to tell you back to my planner, when I write it on the day itself, I can remember what day something's going to happen because I remember what day I wrote it underneath. And that's a, that's a huge (laughs) neuroscience nerd thing, but it does tap into your spatial memory. 
And I just think that's something really important to share because some people are like, well, writing's not for me. I'm telling you that it is because it's scientifically (laughs) proven. So you're telling me that writing things down can make your smart goals even smarter. Yes, ma'am. Yes. (laughs) It's it's just about moving the creative center of your brain um, into your business mode into the business model of your brain to to get things done we that's, love a that's really right that. brain left brain moment we, we love that it's it's you know you want to use your whole brain <laughs> you want to use the both left and right side for that so it's just that connectivity piece that i think a lot of people as we've moved into the digital age are, have, are missing i think that's a great point i love the tie into neuroscience i think that that's something we'll definitely want to bring up more because yes, um, if you guys to. don't know, Z is a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not obvious. If it's not obvious. <laughs> no, um, but I think those are great points. And you can check out our Instagram on the agenda pod for some planners, planner ideas. We did a little uh, shopping at Target um, and looking around at planners to help yes. you with your goal setting, see some of the different options that are there. I mean, you can get a planner anywhere, but Target's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, But we hope that these tips help you stay on track as you embrace all the new year has to offer. Um, I also want to say, though, that if you get off track, the best thing to do is to give yourself grace and start fresh the next day. Um, You know, you don't have to wait for January 1st to start a journey. If you're in that mindset already that I didn't work out this week, it's the first week of January, I've already failed that's going to be negative energy that sets the tone for the rest of your year. I know I'm in that, I'm in that boat right now of, I haven't made it to the gym quite yet. I'm still in winter break. And then my mode, like, or in my head, like my relaxation mode ends when I go back to school on Monday. And that's just, that's just how my mindset is right now. But I know that that doesn't mean I failed because I've haven't gotten to every goal on the list, as we just said. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think, you know, you have the power to choose how you want to start and end each day. And I think that that is um, something so special to think about, that the choice is always yours. Absolutely, Court. I, I just could not agree with, with that sentiment more. And on that note, thank you guys for making us a part of your day. Uh, now that we've chatted about how we're kicking off the new year, let us know what your goals and resolutions or intentions are. <laughs> Hit us up on Instagram, like Court said, at On The Agenda Pod, and we might even share your response. We, we want to hear from you guys. Yeah. Uh, There you'll also see the result of all of our tidbits for staying organized. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, we're on Spotify, Apple, and most other major podcast hosts for your listening convenience. Be sure to like and subscribe to get notified of our next episode and drop us a message to let us know what's what's on on your your agenda. agenda.